Professionally Grounded. I am your host, Brian Willie, along with my co-host, John Kessler. Episode 84 features the head coach of Applington Parkersburg, Alex Pollock. Coach Pollock will take us through his coaching career that spans from the collegiate level to the high school level and detail the mentors and philosophies that have helped shape his coaching career. Coach will also talk to us about the tradition at Applington Parkersburg, including the influence of Ed Thomas and the legacy-rich tradition that still exists there today. Season 4, Episode 6 of Intentionally Grounded with Coach Alex Pollock starts now. Tonight we are joined by Applington Parkersburg head football coach Alex Pollock. Coach, thanks for joining us, and why don't you tell us a little bit about your background as a coach and what got you into the coaching profession? Yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, you know, I, I really appreciate you guys asking me. Um, you know, uh, really coaching for me, I feel like it got started at a really young age. Um, my, my parents, and I don't want to make it sound, you know, obsessive or anything like that, but my parents would, uh, you know, record all of our, our games and stuff growing up. And, uh, and then we would, we would go home and, and watch it afterwards. And so I guess you could say, you know, my, my dad was, was one of my, my first coaches and it was, it was never about, you know, X's and O's or, or technique or anything like that. It was always about making sure we were giving great effort and, and playing hard at all the time. So, you know, my dad was, was probably one of my, uh, my first coaches, um, even though he never got paid a dime for it. Um, you know, he, he was, he was great. And I can say that now I didn't say that back then, but, um, so, you know, from there, you know, obviously growing up in the Appleton Parkersburg community, um, you know, coach Ed Thomas, uh, you know, was, is one that, um, you know, a lot of people throughout the Midwest, you know, know the name, um, great coach, a great motivator. And, uh, and, and because of, you know, working or, you know, playing for him and, and, and stuff like that, you know, we got to, got to meet, and uh, play for guys like John Wigman, our defensive coordinator, who was also, um, you know, on on my first uh, couple of years of coaching staff as a head coach here. Um, Al Kearns, um, you know, we all know Al Kearns. If you're if you're in the Midwest, you you've probably heard him speak a time or two, and it is a joy um, to hear him. And uh, you know, he was he was our linebacker coach, and and so I, I got to you know I got to learn a lot in high school, and I think that's what really got me started. Um, went on to play football at Wartburg College. And, uh, you know, at that time, I didn't necessarily know that I was going to, you know, what level I was going to coach at. It was, it was, I, I knew I was going to coach. I figured it would be high school. Um, but, you know, just kind of, you know, went through my four years there. And then my eligibility, uh, you know, came up. And, and here I am sitting in, in April and, you know, graduating in May. And I had no idea what I was going to do with my life after that. So, um, you know, I was lucky. I had, had great coaches at, at Warburg College and Rick Willis, the, you know, still the head coach there. Um, and if, if you want to look at consistency um, in, in all of NCAA football, you, you got to look no further than Warburg College and what Rick Willis has done there. Um, it, it is every year Warburg College is a, is a playoff team um, advancing the playoffs. And, you know, I was lucky to be part of that. And, um, he's, he's really a guy that, um, you know, shaped my philosophy as a coach, as far as X's nose are concerned, um, attacking aggressive defensively. And, uh, you know, I, I, I love playing for coach Willis. He, he was tough. He was really tough, but I appreciate that. Um, you know, and then I, like I said, I got to, I got to April trying to figure out what I was going to do. And, uh, Turned out uh, Matt Entz, who is now the head coach at North Dakota State, uh, then at Winona State, the defensive coordinator at Winona State, um, was coming down to me with the Wartburg coaching staff. And 
you know, they, they had asked me if I would be interested in, um, you know, talking with him about getting to be a, to be a graduate assistant at Winona State. And I really didn't, you know, think about coaching at the collegiate level at all, but, um, you know, things worked out and went up for an interview. And, uh, you know, the thing that I appreciate most about the interview was, you know, they gave me a marker. Uh, they put me up on the board and said, all right, explain the Warburg College defense. And I'm pretty sure I went on for about an hour and a half, two hours, just going through everything. And I, you know, I think, uh, you know, the, the, the biggest part that I took away from that was how detailed coach Willis was and the, and the Warburg coaching staff was at that time that I could explain, you know, front to back, what, what the defensive philosophy was at Warburg college. And, um, you know, I'll never forget that. And I still, to this day, I can, I can remember all that stuff. And so, um, I ended up getting the job at Winona state. Um, it was awesome. Amazing. Uh, great community, great people. Um, coach Tom Sawyer, uh, brought me in and, uh, you know, really taught me, you know, basically the biggest thing I took from him was how to be a player's coach. Um, he's a, he's a, a great person, listens to his kids. Um, and really, I feel like he could, you know, be the, the mayor of Winona, Minnesota. Uh, just everybody loves him. Everybody enjoys him. And, uh, you know, that's exactly the way I felt, um, you know, after, after being there for three seasons, um, I interviewed at Augsburg college for a, a defensive assistant position. And, and I got that again, you know, one of those deals where, um, you know, talk about what you guys did at Winona State and put me on the board. And I love that. That's that's what I live for. And and I got the job. Coach Frank Hagee um, was the head man there at the time. And uh, really, you know, what I appreciate about him was he just you know said, all right, we're going to work side by side. We're going to get this thing figured out. And we we drew up our defense. We, we got a, a good playbook put together. And, you know, that first year we struggled a little bit, but I really felt going into the off season that, you know, good things were going to happen after meeting with some other coaches and, and learning some other things that we could do. Um, but then, you know, crazy things happen. And, um, you know, coach Thomas, um, was killed, um, during that off season. And, um, you know, that was obviously tough on everybody, everybody that's ever known him. Um, that was a very difficult time, very difficult time. And, um, you know, things, things happened. I went back to, um, our community over Easter break. And uh, I, you know, I mentioned John Wigman earlier. He was, he was taking me around the, the new school at the time because there was a, you know, an EF5 tornado that took down about a third of the community of Parkersburg at the time. And he took me through the new school and we just started talking about the, the AP job. And uh, you know, he just, he mentioned, you know, if I was interested in it, I should, I should apply, get that in right away. Cause they want to start, you know, looking for candidates and, you know, at the time, my my two door Dodge Neon didn't have a, a radio, didn't have air or anything like that. So you get a lot of personal time uh, driving back up to Minneapolis at the time. And um, I decided to send in my resume and, and you know, after the interview processing, it all worked out. And so um, I'm fortunate. I'm blessed um, to get a head job. I don't care what level it is at, at age 26. Um you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very fortunate to be able to be where I'm at right now. And all the coaches that I've uh, played for and, and coached with along the way have, have really shaped who I am today. And so I'm, I'm very appreciative to those guys. Now, Coach, it's no secret to the listeners of our podcast that I am a Gus Davis proud uh, alum. So I, um, I appreciate the shout out to the Mayak there. The, the, the one year that we were there, we beat them. So I can, I can say that. I can recall. Yeah, yeah, I can recall okay. that one. So uh, good Coach, for you guys. Uh, we appreciate any Gustavus slander on this, there you go. this episode, so we will encourage that. All right. It'll be a highlight, actually, moving forward. 
<laughs> but in all seriousness, coach, you know, you coaching in the upper Midwest, um, coaching in Minnesota at the collegiate level, what did you learn about yourself and your coaching style during those first few years uh, in the collegiate level or even as a defensive coordinator? Well, you know, I, I made it I, when I was thinking about where I wanted to go in my career. Um, you know, I was at the time I was able to look back again with all the coaches that I played for. And, um, you know, obviously you got Ed Thomas, one of the best high school coaches to ever step on the earth, um, you know, working with uh, Coach Willis at Warburg. You know, those two guys, you know, I I had all I needed at the time. And so thinking about, you know, the next step in my career, um, going to Winona State, I, I just I decided, you know what, I'm going to I'm going to really observe. I'm going to observe different coaching styles, different leadership styles. And, uh, you know, I, again, you know, very fortunate when I went to Winona State, uh, you know, like I mentioned, Coach Tom Sawyer, just a great, a great person, um, somebody that that is a is a great players coach um, working with with Matt Entz, you know, he, he and his family, um, opened up their house to, to me and the other graduate assistants. And, um, you know, that's, that's really where I learned, you know, how to treat your assistant coaches. Um, you know, we were, we were making, you know, $8,000 a year, um, at the time and, and they would bring us over for meals and, and, you know, pay for things that we didn't have, or, you know, we would go over and house sit and they say, you know, raid the fridge, whatever you got to do. And, and those are the things that, that really stuck out to me, how they just, they just brought us in and, and they acted like we were part of the family. And so, um, you know, from there going to Augsburg, um, coach Haggy, he was, he was a similar guy, you know, living in, in big city, uh, Minneapolis, like I'm, I'm from a town of, you know, 1500 people. And so, um, I was scared to death. You know, I, I used my, at the time, you know, use my Garmin to, to get home every day. You know, it was like, less than eight miles, but it would take me 45 minutes to get home. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? But, you know, Coach Haggy was like, hey, you, you're either going to get here early or you're going to get here late. You can't go at your, your normal eight o'clock time. And um, he really showed me the ropes about what it meant to be living in, in big city Minneapolis. And so um, all those guys, you know, I, I haven't even talked about X's nose yet. I mean, um, that, that, that to me was something that, you know, I, I feel like I had a good grasp of X's nose from college and, and uh, you know, it, to me, it was all the other things that, that were going to shape who I was as a coach. So I, I was fortunate, you know, and then I got hired as the, as the, the defensive coordinator um, a couple months before I eventually left. And, and I was excited, you know, we had, a, we had a great thing going. I thought the kids were buying into, to what I was preaching Um you know, probably the biggest thing was, you know, as a 26 year old, you're, you're not far from the age of the guys that you're coaching. And so I was trying to figure out how I was going to separate uh, from those guys a little bit, but I, I thought they were great. Um, and like I said, they're buying into what I was coaching. So I'm very, very, very fortunate along the way. Now coach, you took over at AP then after Augsburg. And I mean, anybody listening to this will know that AP's had as, as much tradition as anybody in the state of Iowa, really in the Midwest. What was that like just taking over? I mean, how did, let's see, you know, the Ed Thomas story and everything that happened to the tornado and the, and the you know, the unfortunate incident with, with Coach Thomas. Outside of that, just taking over, you know, such a tradition-rich program. What, what was that like, that aspect? You know, early on, it, it, it was difficult, but we also know we had a good thing going on uh, when I first got here and uh, you know, the coaches that were, were on coach Thomas's staff. I, I mean, I, they, they were all on my staff too. And so um, the fact that I'm from here, I played for coach Thomas, like, you know, we, we knew 
what we had to do. Um, and we were all on the same page with that. We had some great meetings just to talk about, you know, some little things here, there, but like my job the first year, um, you know, I was the head coach. I was a special teams coordinator. I didn't want to mess up anything. You know, we had a quick huddle wing T we were, you know, basically rushing for 400 yards a game and, and, you know, scoring 40 some points a game. So I wasn't, I thought that'd be stupid if I came in and changed a bunch with that. Um, defensively, we were really good, really good. So I was just able to take the special teams and sure, sure enough, you know, when you're, when you're going through your first game, um, as a head coach at AP, you're thinking all these ways, okay, this is going to happen. You know, we're going to score this way first. And sure enough, it was a punt return for a touchdown. So I felt really good after that. Um, but anyway, you know, we, uh, it, 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 it's, it's a, it's a special place. It, AP is, is a special place. The community is invested in the program. The school is invested in our program. Um, and I, and I think the biggest thing that we've done along the way is we've, we've, we've slowly made some tweaks. Um, you know, we've, we've made changes to do things defensively the way I want to do it the way I was more comfortable with. Um, we've had some coaches, um, you know, retire. We've brought in some new coaches with some fresh ideas. Um, you know, offensively, we, uh, you know, we went away from the quick huddle wing tee because we, I felt we were kind of stagnant there for a couple of years and I wanted to liven it up. And um, so we went to more of a, you know, zone, inside zone, uh, power, play action type offense, you know, running pro and twins and, and stuff like that. And um, man, it really took off those first couple of years. And, and, you know, now the biggest thing that we've got to work on is our consistency. Um, you know, we've been, we were really good for the first six years that I was here. And ever since then we've been up and down. So we're trying to, we're trying to figure out what it, what it means to be consistent. And that obviously that starts with the head coach. And so, um, it, it, it's, it's been a ride. It's been a heck of a ride. And, you know, someday um, I, I really hope that I can, I can write a book about my experiences here. We actually did, uh, you know, have my, my first year, I believe it was in 2010. We had a guy kind of follow along who was writing a, a book about um, a bunch of small school programs in the state of Iowa. And he, he followed us around. So it was nice to be able to, you know, have that, have that book around for my first year at AP. And, you know, obviously you've got the, the news, you know, the news stations and newspapers and all that stuff following us around. So I've got, I've got that to always look back at whenever I, you know, whenever I'm done coaching here, but it's been special. It's been great. I've been able to coach some great kids and uh, you know, work with some great coaches along the way. Some of the most dangerous words, you know, a new head coach has to listen to as they take over a program as well, this is the way we've always done things. Well, you got to follow in the footsteps of a legend who, when he did things, he did them in such a way that were just so transformative, um, so powerful with the program. So, you know, you as his head coach, you've talked to us a little bit about taking over the tradition, but in terms of you as an individual trying to blend that stuff that made Coach Thomas so great, along with putting your own spin of things, what was that process like for you? You know, it, it was difficult at first, and I think I can look back at now, that's been 11 years ago now. Um, I, I really wasn't, I, I don't think I was me. <laughs> I was not the, the coach that I was at Winona State and the coach that I was at Augsburg. That was not me in my first year in 2010. And it probably wasn't me all the way up through, you know, 2013, 2014. Um, I was, I was, you know, in a way acting like coach Thomas and, and, you know, we had good results. Um, you know, we had a lot of success However, I never felt um, 100% comfortable in that role, if you can believe that, having coached, whatever, 40-some games and, and, and really not still feeling comfortable. 
Um, and, and to be honest with you, I, you know, we had great results. I don't know if I was, you know, a million percent invested, you know, I, when you, when you go 10 and one, 10 and two, nine and three, your first three years, you've got people knocking on your door. And, uh, you know, I had some great, uh, great conversations with, with, with Aaron Thomas at the time he was athletic director. It's Ed Thomas's oldest son and uh, great conversations about, you know, I, I do want to be here. I love my community. Um, at the time I was, I was engaged. Um, and uh, you know, when you're thinking about what we want to do um, with our lives, like we, we kind of had a decision to make, do we want to stay? Um, do we want to go back, go into the college ranks and, um, you know, we, we, we made the decision that AP is the place that we want to be and uh, we want to establish our roots here. Now we've got two kids and, uh, you know, guess what? I bought them AP football jerseys for Christmas this year. So we're we're fully invested. Um, but it, it's been it's been fun. It's been it's been a heck of a ride. And I finally I feel I feel comfortable. I am me. Um, and I, I know for a fact we're going to be more consistent because I'm, I'm starting to figure this out. It, it's it's amazing when you take over a program at 26 years old, you feel like, you know, everything. And then you're 33 and you feel like, you know, absolutely nothing. And so um, we're, we're getting there. We've got great people surrounding us. And I have no doubt in my mind that we're going to get back to the championship level that we were, you know, back before I played and while I played here. Like kind of building off that a little bit, take us through your evolution as an offensive and defensive coach throughout your career, whether it be, you know, your ideology for schemes, um, just your growth professionally, Tell us how that really has impacted you. And then where have you seen the most growth in your program? Well, I'm going to start on the defensive side um, since I'm a, uh, mostly a defensive coach. Um, really, my, my philosophy has, has been the same um, pretty much the whole time. You know, having played for Rick Willis, um, if you know anything about his defenses at the time, very complex, very complex. And, and when I started to bring my ideas um, to happen in Parkersburg, I thought, you know, some of the coaches thought I was nuts um, with, with how complex we want to be. I mean, we were throwing four or five coverages out there, blitzing from all over the place. Um, but, it, it, you know, I think our kids, you know, when they see that and when they see the success, they, they buy in and they're going to learn uh, what, what you want to do. And so, um, you know, we've been we've been pretty much the same defensively. Uh, my 11 years here at Appenton Parkersburg and, and even before that, you know, Winona State, Augsburg, we were all doing similar things to what I did when I was in college. And so, um, you know, I'm, I'm lucky I haven't had to learn too many new things, a um, couple tweaks here or there, but um, it's been pretty consistent that way. Now, offensively, that's a completely different story. Like I said, when, when we came here in, in 2010, uh, quick huddle wing tee, um, and we had great success with it. It is a great, great, great offense. Um, you know, I think it was in 2015, we, we felt like maybe from a, uh, I think it was 2015, we, we, we felt like maybe from a personnel standpoint, we didn't have that ability to just go straight ahead at people and do that. So we, we went back into the shotgun. Um, you know, Gus Malzahn's offense was really popular at the time. So we, it was, it was still wing T blocking, um, but we were in the gun and, and, um, you know, we were doing some, some other things behind that. Um, then, you know, then we, we ended up having two defense or uh, D one offensive linemen on our team the, the next couple of years. And so we went back under center and we went straight ahead. Um, but then, you know, we just found out that we felt that kids, um, you know, that second year that they weren't doing the techniques that we were practicing. 
And, and so we would spend, you know, two hours a day practicing on our techniques and we weren't using them in games. And you could say, well, you know, get somebody else in there, you know, to that, that'll do the technique. Well, you know, we're, we're happening to Parksburg. We've got, you know, at the time, you know, 60 kids out. We're not, you know, we don't have a ton of kids. Uh, we had good numbers. Don't get me wrong, but um, we don't have a ton of kids. You can't just take out some of your best players. I mean, so at the time we felt like going to something, you know, more pro style and, and going right at people was, was best for us. And it was really good. We evolved to um, some spread concepts. We've had some excellent quarterbacks the last couple of years. We threw the ball 38 times in a game, which at Appen to Parksburg is absolutely ridiculous. Um, but uh, you know, we've, we've been able to, to evolve to something that um I guess is, is a little bit more modern um, not to put anything against, you know, the quick cuddle wing tee. Cause I still love it, but it just wasn't working out for us at the time. And, and so here we are um, trying not to, to do a ton of changes because I do believe your, you know, your junior high, your, your fresh fr uh, freshman team, your JV team all has to do the exact same thing as, as the varsity. That's my philosophy. And so we're trying to find the, the things that work out best for us at all levels. And um, I believe we're, we're a lot closer to that now. Now, Coach, from the outside looking in, everybody probably knows about the the Ed Thomas Leadership, you know, foundation that they run. Talk to us about what your leadership program looks like within your football program, and and really how it has evolved into what it is today. Yeah, you know, you talk about the the Ed Thomas Leadership Academy. Uh, we're very fortunate here at AP um, to have that. You know, uh, you know, we've got great speakers come in every year. Um, to talk leadership to our kids. It's streamed, you know, streamed live throughout our school. And so we're, we're, we're lucky. Our kids get to see that um, every year, just the good leaders that we have in our school. Uh, we're very fortunate for that, you know, with a, within our program, um, you know, basically the way we do things is, is as soon as basketball is over, because, you know, basketball is, is a big deal at our school. Um, as soon as that's over, I start meeting with our juniors that are going to be seniors on our football program. And, and it's a, uh, you know, we call it our senior leader group. Anybody is welcome to do it. I, I'm not going to um, rule anybody out um, unless, you know, unless they've, you know, obviously have, have issues, leadership issues that they don't deserve to be there. But um, basically it starts off. We just, we talk about what is leadership. Um, you know, we talk about, you know, not obviously not naming names, but what, what are some good leadership qualities that people have done in the past and what are some bad leadership qualities that people have done in the past. And we've got some great conversations that, you know, basically we meet, um, you know, biweekly from March until the end of the school year. And then, uh, you know, we, we really get that group to, to buy into each other. It's not necessarily buying into me. Um, you know, I want them to, I want it to be a player driven program. And um, I think we've done a pretty good job with that. Just, you know, talking about you know different leadership styles and and uh you know what what can I do as a leader to make sure that that guys are following me you know not necessarily saying hey I'm your leader but going out and doing your business and make people want to follow you and so um you know I think we do a really good job with that I think we're we're actually we're really strict with um with our leadership program you know kids have to be at weightlifting all summer um they've got to be passing all their classes 
um, you know, when we do meet in the summer, um, the, you know, like I said, biweekly, um, they have to be there, you know, so that's, that's important, but I want them to, I want it to mean something to them. And so I think our, our seniors, when they're done, uh, with their high school careers, they look back at those leadership classes and I think they, uh, they feel really good about it. I, I think they, it's something that they can take with them, um, after high school into college and hopefully into the, into the workforce afterwards. And, and, and also when they're, you know, when they're establishing their family and stuff after that. Coach, as we wrap things up here tonight, uh, one of the things we always like to ask our coaches is what are they researching? Uh, what are some things that maybe you're looking to improve on, implement? I'm just simply curious about uh, that you've been doing uh, throughout the offseason and maybe looking to improve your team for next season. Yeah, well, I'm a, I'm a cyclone. I'm an I'm a Iowa State cyclone. So uh, I see that I see the, you know, the Hawkeye stuff back there, John. But uh yeah, since since I'm a cycle and these last couple of years have been just an absolute dream um, for us. You know, I grew up uh, in the 80s when uh, I I remember a, a year that they were, I think, 0-10 and 1 and they tied Oklahoma State on the last game of the year. And I just went crazy because that was the coolest thing ever. Um, so we've come a long way as a, as a program. Having said that, Iowa State's 3-3-5 defense just uh, it fascinates me. Um, it really does. Um I'm, I'm not quite brave enough to fully implement that at Appen to Parksburg right now. Um, but I, I feel like every, every off season I'm closer and closer. I just, I think it's, um, it's creative. Um, the fact that, you know, coach Haycock at Iowa state does not, you know, he doesn't blitz a ton. Um, it's just, it's straight ahead. You rush three, you know, you get a fourth rusher by the, by the spying middle linebacker that just, it's so creative. It's so creative. And, and it felt like they just drew it up in the dirt, you know, right before they played Texas a couple of years ago. And it's just taken off ever since then. And um, it, it's just, it, it blows my mind. So I've got, you know, on my DVR, I've got every game, uh, every Iowa state game for the last three years. And uh, I just, you know, this time of year, I'm just going back and watching, okay, this is what their personnel was this year. I see that, you know, maybe there are blitzing a little bit more here, uh, this is their personnel in, in 2020 and they don't blitz hardly at all. Like I'm, I'm, you know, in my mind, I'm trying to figure out why that is. And I, and I think I got a pretty good grasp on that. So, um, I've been, I've been doing a lot of research on that. I, you know, I'm not going to rule out at some point happened in Parksburg going to, going to a three, three, five, um, we're just, we're not quite there yet. So I'll keep, I'll keep dreaming, but, you know, offensively, um, you know, the, the I keep coming back to the wing T I really do. I, there's, there's so many, so many good things and where we're at right now at AP with, you know, our offensive line, we're not huge, but we're athletic. Um, you know, we've got a, a smart quarterback. We have a couple smart quarterbacks. Um, the, the wing T keep coming back to that. It, it, it interests me and whether there's a, a no huddle component to it, um, whether there's an RPO component to it, all those things, just it, the, the, the possibilities are endless and that that's also a scary thing, but uh, you know, we've got to figure out with, with the 55 kids on a roster, we've got to figure out what's best for us. And um, you know, one of the things that we did with our, with our staff this off season, has got a, a subscription to the X and O's lab. And I think is uh, uh, awesome. It's almost too much information, but you know, with that, we've got some, some good books that, that came with it, you know, the, the player driven culture. I mean, that is awesome. It blew my mind. And here's my three high safety defense. Uh, I'm all over that. Um, and then the 20, this is the, I think this is the best one, 21 hour uh, football program. These types of things, um, 
they interest me and, and I need to learn more about leadership. But, you know, that's one of those things. If you're not sharpening your skills at leadership, uh, you're falling behind. And so um, those are the those are the types of things that, that keep me going in the off season. You know, we got track coming up. So I'm, I'm a girls track coach. So um, that's going to be taken off here soon. But um, all the way up until that time, it's it's it's, you know, get done with the football season kind of go through all your information, get all your stats for the year, all your analytical stuff that, that you want to get. And then we start looking forward to the next year. And um, that's fun. That's really fun. So um, it's been a cold off season and, and luckily I get to sit inside my kids, my, my, my one-year-old is sleeping a lot better now so I can sit up at night and I can, I can look at football stuff on YouTube and all that. 